season is nearly over, but this Koshcast is just beginning. This week, we start with the champions Chelsea as Mishy Batshuayi the critics to score the league-winning goal and Cesc follows in Theresa May's footsteps by promising a blue assault on Europe. Elsewhere, the rain at the lane falls mainly on Teddy Sheringham during Tottenham's post-match celebrations, Rooney, Sturridge and Kyle Norton score goals, prompting fears of an impending judgement day, and speaking of which, Marco Silva's men are finally out of purgatory, but does Hull await for him next season? Across Europe, there's a ton of Serie A to cover with Juve's players and Inter's fans all out to lunch, and some of the week's best goals in La Liga, as Nacho requires no dip to score a free kick for Real Madrid. All this, a Toronto FC recap, and all your regular features. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and with me today, Roche Rana. Yes, hello Alex hello. and hello to all our listeners. Absolutely. Any, any other message for them? Or? Uh, well, I hope you're all out and about enjoying this fantastic spring day. Okay. All right. I hope it's spring where you are. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Manit, how are you? I'm good. It's been a high pollen count this weekend, so I'm sniffling a bit. Ah, who counts yeah. the pollen? Like, where do we get that from? Uh, it's near the airport. <laughs> what? what? I'm serious. All the weather, all the weather recording happens at the airport because it's like open field. It's un, you know. Ah. Interesting. I never yeah. knew that. Yeah. It, wouldn't know like the, the pl- no, no, it's from far. The like it's, it's not like right underneath your plane. Okay. <laughs> it's, just like, right. it's just the, the <laughs> yeah. people that are waving the stuff around. They're also yes. counting the public. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, we've had a couple of questions uh, on Facebook and Twitter this week. Um, one of them is about um, we look like a boy band in some of our pictures from Europe. Yes. And apparently, in all of them. Well, yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, but Steve McGovern, friend of the pod, thinks that Roche looks like the, the troublemaker, the tough guy. Well, he, he <laughs> wow. used to play something, the bass or something. I did, but that's that's not a troublemaker position. Oh, isn't it? I thought it was. I th- honestly, I just think it's the beard. Yeah, it must be. And uh, um, but I am flattered that he thinks I'm the troublemaker. Yeah, I, I'm the mischievous one. Yes, but we're all <laughs> mischievous in our own way. To be fair, Alex, you're that's clearly true. the drummer because you actually were in a band and played the drums. Well, that is true. Excuse yeah. me, I was also in a band. Yeah, I just said you played the bass. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is not the same band. No, different band. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What, what, which one would you be? What? Who else is in bands? Like, there's a singer. There's a mysterious one. I think Mohammed would play the tambourine or the triangle. Yeah, I actually played the triangle <laughs> in school. No, no, but you'd, I'm saying, like, in terms of the character, you'd be the mysterious oh, one because you're very secretive. No, I'd, I'd be the guy that like doesn't want to spend too much time with the fans. Like, can we go home? Oh, the the really cool one. Yeah. Actually, if you make your soccer football position like the position you play on the field mm, equivalent right. to what you're doing in the band, right? I would still be the bass player. Yeah, because you're a left back. Based yes. on the triangle. <laughs> Mohamed is is the number 10 on the field, so what does that make him on the stage? I'm creative. I write the guitarist, the lyrics. The lead yeah. guitarist. I, I'd, be, I'd be the drummer, is like the, the DM, keeps He's, things ticking along. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Keep so, the rhythm going. I'm not sure what Bernie is. Uh, Bernie is the post. So the, yeah, the, the poster, someone on the bench. All right. yeah. Although in the band, he's the one that can sing. He's <laughs> yeah. the, you know, you need one of them. True. Anyway, true. I think we, we've dealt with this uh, for long enough, no? Yeah, I think we've had another question, which was... Um, oh, true. You two are on a softball team. Very uh, very North American of you. We're really getting into the hobbies today. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, there, there's, the, there's football season, you could have played that. But no, softball. Uh, I mean, I'd love to do both sports. It's a different sort of release, like... 
Well, with softball, your own teammate is pitching to you, so mm-hmm. it's it's just fun to really whack the crap out of that ball. <laughs> right. Roche just likes hitting things. I, and yeah, I can't. And he's very good at him, to be fair. And, and every time I try to hit someone on the soccer field, I get a yellow card. So <laughs> it's a different that, kind of release. That's a good uh, reason. Yeah. Alex, why do you play softball? Well, I play football as well. So, nah, you know, I mean, come at me, bro. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about football then. Yes. Um, <laughs> the Premier League had a lot of conclusions this weekend. Uh, All the relegation conclusions, the champion conclusion. Let's start at the top. Yes. All please. right, so Chelsea went to uh, the Hawthorns. <laughs> Say um, that again. Yeah, no, I love saying it like that. Um, and it just feels like, you know, it's like, like it feels like they're Mount Doom. The Hawthorns? Thing. Yeah. Sure. Really? Yeah, because they're all, like, ugly and big. <laughs> that is true. Anyways, wow. um, so... Chelsea needed a win to finally um, put Spurs out of their misery. Mm. Um, and they got that win, which was... Uh, Alex, you enjoyed how they got that win. Yeah, just because it was Michy Batshuayi, who's you know done very little... Not, not for any fault of his own, he just hasn't been played, so he hasn't had the chance. He's but done a lot online. That's true. His yeah. Twitter account is one of the best. Uh, uh, but his, like, his goals-to-game ratio at this point must be incredible, because whenever he plays, he scores. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, so Chelsea champions. Um, I mean... Before we move on to the whole big picture stuff, sorry, yes. Rafael, um, there was one interesting point, which is when Conte needed a goal in that game at nil-nil, he took off both Pedro and Hazard, who are arguably, the, uh, I mean, after Costa, their only creative players, literally their only creative players on the field, and brought on Michi and someone else. And, Sesc. And Sesc. And I mean, that's, that's quite a move, especially with the Hazard. Good tactical sub, yeah. Got him the goals. Got yeah. him the result. Um, 90 points after 37 games. That's quite a good tally, to be fair. I mean, um, I know they hadn't had anything else to focus on but the league, but still, they've, they've done well. Oh, and they've focused on it, and they have accomplished the league title. Which Deserve is it, some, eh? Yeah, they had to still play those games, and they, they, they got 90 points in, with a game in hand, which is, yeah. I, I don't think any other team has reached this points tally uh, since Chelsea have, when they got 95 and 91 points, with respectively. Mourinho. With Mourinho, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. that's true. And, and uh, there's been a lot of talk about Conte uh, and his motivational methods and stuff and there was a good thing in the Guardian today with an interview with them um, I think it was Simone Pepe who played for Juve under Conte and mm. he basically went on and on about how incredible a motivator motivator Conte is to the extent that he said when they came out of like team meetings they would feel like and I quote I'm going to eat my opponent <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah a lot of players a lot of Chelsea squad also described him as, a, as a, such like a guy that just gives you this Kind of wind in your sails. He, yes. he lets you go out there and you're so charged up. Now, the, I think the main difference between um, him and someone like Mourinho is that it's not like short term. It's not like it's not going to burn you out. Mourinho did that the, the two, two whatever seasons ago yeah, when Chelsea yeah. won the league. Yeah. But it, they, it burned the players out. Like it was too much. And then they kind of were on that high and then they eventually lost it all the following season. I think Conte will, will be able to continue that momentum. Yeah, you know, I mean, he won so many leagues with Juventus uh, in Italy. So his methods are proven. He came to England straight away first season, he won. It'll be interesting to see how he continues into next season. And I if agree. he does burn his players out. And I was even saying in midweek, I, I was saying, well, I wish I had Conte to motivate me to sometimes get up <laughs> yeah. really early in the morning. <laughs> that would be good. Yeah. Just yeah. shouting at you. Get up! Yeah. No, it's true. But um, the, the other thing about... Chelsea, and we, we might as well talk about the Chelsea-Watford game that happened today, just group the Chelsea games together. Yeah. Um, they didn't need to win this game. They, he rested some players because they got the FA Cup final a couple of weeks. Um, 
Ake played, uh, Shalaba started, yep. Kennedy, a left wing back who was completely useless and had a terrible haircut. Yes. Um, but they still found a way to win. And that way to win, and we should talk about him, again involved Cesc Fabregas. Yeah, no, Fabregas is undeniably world class, even at this age. He still has so much to offer. Chelsea are really lucky to have him. As I mean, sometimes he started the season as an off-the-bench option. The last few months he started all the games. And... You know, when given a chance, he really claimed his spot in Kante's uh, absence due to injury. And he's just pure world class. He knows a few of his deliveries in the last few games for assists to Costa across the field, yeah. long balls, have been so much fun to see. And, you know, you can't take that away from him. I, ha- I have to say, he it, it, indeed, Chelsea are very lucky to have him as an option on the bench. Because the season is not the same when it starts and it finishes. As the season goes on, you need you know fluctuations here, changes there. Yeah. You need personnel that can bring you something different. And Fabregas is high quality for what he brings, which is different. And you can see that in the second half of the season for Chelsea. I completely agree with you. I was just thinking the same thing, which is at the start of the season when Conte had Maric played and people weren't sure you know, how good the Chelsea side is. Once they realized how good they were, teams sat much deeper and they, they kind of defended when Chelsea came right to their stadium or, or, other, or you know, playing at home in Stamford Bridge. That's when Fabregas started to become more useful. Well, all right, we, I don't need Kante and Maris to both defend because now teams give us this respect and they sit deep and now I can use a Fabregas to just play those beautiful assists to yeah. you know, Costa, Hazard. And... Yeah, and, and I think Kante also stumbled... Well, he didn't stumble across it. It was actually very deliberate. But if you look at the way that Spain have used Cesc over the years, Kante has done a similar thing. Like Spain, Del Bosque, and I think Aragonés before that worked out that Cesc can be a very useful impact sub yes. because of his different level of thinking and the way he, he, he finds angles of passes. And Conte has done that this season, bringing him on with 20 minutes to go or something. And it's not, you know how often a, a, a very quick sub will come on? Yep. And they say, right, he's going to stretch the game because the opposition are tired. But if they're mentally tired, Fabregas will kill you. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, one more point about Conte as well is that, Risha, you touched upon this. This is his fourth domestic title in a row. He's won three in a row with Juventus. <laughs> now he's won his first one with Chelsea. And let's not forget that, I know, Alex, you mentioned this, but the two competitions they're in, he's won one, the league, and now he's in the final of the FA Cup. So he's, he, he, he can only do what he's given. I mean, yes. He can't go win the Champions League when he's not yeah. in it. Right? So at this point, if he wins both domestic competitions that he's in, basically a 100% record... Then he will get yeah. sacked halfway through next <laughs> yeah. season, like yeah. Ancelotti. Yeah, uh, it actually be very interesting to see how he does with the Champions League in their fixture schedule next season. Yeah, because they, yeah, you can make all the arguments you want. People, teams have used that as an excuse this season, saying, "Oh, I got too many games to play. All my players are injured." You know, hit, well, Liverpool have no games to play. Um, yeah, so well, I don't know what excuse they have, but um, Chelsea have had the fortune of ha- having less games to play and just being able to focus on whatever they've had and they've had good spaces between their games also Alex you mentioned they had barely any injuries this season They're, the Chelsea's injury record not just this season frankly but for a long time since Mourinho has been ridiculous like they just don't suffer. I think Kante was out for a couple of weeks uh, Costa got suspended for a little bit but honestly can you think yeah, of another no. major injury they've had to players to come in for a game maybe two at the most but yeah. that's really it and the, the consistency of the lineup he's put out has been unreal but what I wanted I, Roche I think it was a good point about next season in the Champions League what do you think they need to be able to compete on those two fronts uh, I mean I, that's a very good question their squad isn't that shallow like it's still I mean when you look at their bench let's assume whatever whoever's starting you get William, you got Fabregas on the bench um, you have Zuma possibly on the bench. Ake. So 
I mean, those three, just the Fabregas, uh, William, and Zuma, are very good. They will start for a lot of other teams. So you add a few here and there, maybe a wing back because they play with that system. Um, but, I mean, Costa might leave. Probably. So I think they really need to make sure that they can replace his goals because they don't have a lot of goal scorers on the team. I mean, no. they, their defense chips in. And we saw that, you know, Kale, um David Luiz and Terry uh, and, te- well, both yeah. and Terry yeah. um, so they chip in and you can't guarantee that will happen again next season but you need that goal score and if they lose Costa they have to go out for someone big I, I think it's Morata I've said it before yeah, I, sure. I think that's who it is I, I like the idea of Morata but I'm thinking about Chelsea playing that continental game in Europe in the group stages and the knockouts in the Champions League if they get that far but I'm just thinking is Kante going to be performing like he has mm, with those Champions League games as in, well twice a week Energizer Bunny twice a week. I mean, I, I don't think he's ever played in the Champions League. No, he, he wouldn't have. And it's, I think it would be foolish to rule it out. Like, if anyone yeah. can do it, it's probably but, him. But, that but it be, is a good question. That would be an Energizer test for, Con- Con- <laughs> yes. for, for Kante and Kante, because that might strain Kante. <laughs> Agreed. Um, one more point before we leave this Chelsea talk. Um, deserves champions for sure. Um, let's not forget the turning point for them as well this season. Um, they were slightly shaky when City looked really good. Mohamed's about to bring Arsenal into no, it. No, yeah. it, it's <laughs> actually... I, I, sure, it just happened to be Arsenal, but I was going to give Conte a lot of credit because City started the, the season on fire with that eight or nine win in a row run. Everybody was very happy with them. Chelsea looked slightly shaky. Then they lost to Arsenal, which doesn't happen. Arsenal does, doesn't beat the big teams that way. 3-0 three, three Exactly. Kante was slightly exposed to the game. I mean, everything just didn't go for them. And Kante, credit to him, because he is a big reason to why this Chelsea have won the league. He changed it up, and since then, there's no looking back. And you know, he has to get a lot of credit for that. He does. And I also like the way that he dug out Mourinho about it, because he you know, he's been talking a lot. He's had to do a lot of interviews. And the other day, he was just like, it's incredible what this team has done after finishing 10th last year. To have such a terrible season last time, to have such a great one this yeah. time is brilliant, yeah. etc. And uh, obviously Mourinho is a knob, and so that was fun. Uh, <laughs> last point, Terry. Final game of the bridge uh, today. I mean, scored a goal. Scored a goal, assisted, assisted for Watford. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. It's about time we saw him get the hell out of the game. You yeah. know, out with the old, in with the new. Well, he actually said, because uh, he's considering retiring, and he said, I never wanted to be that kind of player, the kind that hangs about and who people can't wait to get rid of. I, I would suggest yeah. he's been that for about four or five years. Yeah, it's oh. easy now to go on oh, captain, legend, <laughs> leader. But you know, anyways, the best moment of Terry's career was without a hands, like without any doubt, when he was kicked in the face by Diaby in the League Cup final. That, yeah, he did really well there. He did. He was yeah. completely knocked out. <laughs> he's used to not represent. No, they kind of yeah. do. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's move on. Um, Tottenham to Manchester United nil. The final game one. at White Hart Lane. Oh yeah, one. Oh, yeah, Sorry, one, I've got right. it down wrong. Mm, yeah. okay. It was a Rooney goal. I couldn't believe it. It was a fluke. Well, <laughs> yeah, you can disregard it. It was more <laughs> of an fair. own goal by Vertonghen. <laughs> it was That's also true. It was a good run as well. I thought, I thought he, he did well to get in front of the defender. He did well to yeah. be breathing. Yeah, to be. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised by his movement, but his finish was very Rooney esque because it was off the defender. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah true, true, true. But um, so Tottenham undefeated at home, 14 wins in a row. But what I wanted to ask you, Roche, is United just didn't look like they cared about this at all. No, and I think we United ex- like were expected to go into the game doing exactly that, not care. Because now, the only thing that they can focus on is the Europa League final. But do you think, I mean, Mourinho has come out and said, yeah, he's basically said we didn't care about this. He said before sure. the game, we're not going to care about it. He said afterwards, we don't care about it. Do you, some people have said, oh, he's just being honest. 
But should he be saying this kind of thing? No, not at all. I don't think it's in the Manchester United DNA I agree. to be saying something like that. I don't yeah. think a club of this size, with the ambition that they have, should be coming out. With the money they spend. Should be coming out defending like they have in the last couple of weeks. I, I and think, losing games like they have. Very, very shabby defending. I think it's disgraceful for a United manager to come out and say that, and I quote, the Premier League are a set of games that right now we just don't want to play. Yeah. Like, I've always said, I am an Arsenal fan, but I've always said United to me are the club in England. They are the top club in England, one of the top in the world, if not top three. They represent England in the, yeah, they've always have represented England in the European competitions. Whenever you talk about the Premier League and how strong the Premier League is, it used to be always connected to how strong Manchester United are. And I give them that. Yeah. That is their role. And it's a shame to see... And it, it makes it worse that it's Mourinho, that it comes out and he says that the Premier League is now some, somehow a burden on him when he's going to finish the season in sixth. It's kind of like when you find out that the US has like third world levels of you know literacy. <laughs> it's kind of like Yeah, that. exactly. Yeah, and I, I think you have touched on some good points. I think that when you know Sir Alex Ferguson was representing United, there was that grand aura about United, you know, that 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 feeling. Of, yes. This is the this is old Trafford, this is Sir Alex Ferguson, there's a lot of you know, we represent England yes. and all this representation and all this great stuff. And it was lost the minute David Moyes walked into the door. <laughs> yeah, although not known at the time, to be fair to Moyes, um, in hindsight 2020. But it just raises the question of Mourinho's longevity. I think that in his second season with United, we'll see a different, you know, a different set of results. Probably better than the first season, to be fair. Because yeah, I don't think 250 million was enough. He has to hit the 500 well, million mark. <laughs> I don't think 14 draws is realistic either. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, I know it's a lot of ifs and buts, but you look at their draws and you think, you yes. know, three, four wins against like very easy opposition instead of these draws, yeah. and he's comfortably sitting in the well, top four. Well, 14 draws, you yeah. can take at least 10 yeah. of those draws. Let's talk about Spurs for a little bit as well. Uh, it was their day. They have come second now um, twice in a row, which is... They didn't come second. Oh, sorry, year. sorry, sorry. <laughs> we keep forgetting yeah, this. Yeah. yeah, but they were so close. They've done really well. I think, I mean, people always ask, have Spurs overachieved? And it's easy to say no because now that you look at it, it feels realistic. But I feel like they have. I feel if they had come fifth or let's say fourth or fifth these two seasons, no one would have said they'd underachieved. No, so I mean, why? That, that is exactly where most you know pundits. Yeah. Not that we give them any credit whatsoever, anyway. No, but that really. is where they predict they were predicted to go fourth, fifth, sixth. Yeah. So I think they've season. overachieved. Well, uh, that would be very like Tottenham prediction from like ten years ago and under Harry Redknapp, for example. Right. Right. But I think that this Pochettino side has grown to get. They have actually grown as a team. Finished second twice in a row. Like that's that's not by fluke. Right. One time would be fluke, like Leicester last season winning the league. But twice in a row, you know, it's this been team a project with Pochettino. He's clearly yeah. onto something here, and. You know, the idea is that can they hold on to all these players now? Can they hold on to Pochettino himself? Yeah. It would be interesting to see. But on the day, it was Whitehart Lane's uh, final game. Yeah. They're moving three feet away to their new stadium. Emotional scenes. Um, yeah. Very emotional. Half the, of the crowd st- was in. Into, into, half, oh, half, yeah. of the, half of the stadium is still sitting in the same position in the newsstand. I, uh, <laughs> I, I thought it was a much bigger... I don't get it. Uh, Alex, maybe you you know like why it's such a huge deal. Like it, It's not about the physical distance. It's okay. the, this is one of the most historical grounds in Sure, in but it's the same English ground. Football. It's the same ground. You're just upgrading the stadium to more seats. Like nothing's changing. No, 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 but the stadium itself is going. It's being demolished. It's, it's not as if they're using the same stadium and adding to it. Like the the stadium with all its history is being demolished. Three it's, quarters it's, of it is in the same location. It the physical okay. location isn't the point. Okay. So it's kind of like Highbury to Arsenal. Yeah, but you physically moved completely away from it. Only like a you know. 
10 minutes down the road. It just make the, the, again, the physical location is not the point. Uh, so it's, it's, it's the, the loss feeling of history. Of, this is White Hart Lane, you know. Or think about it, if, if if you moved out of your house and you yeah. moved into the house next door. Yeah. You're still moving out of the house that you grew up in. You know yes, what I mean? I it's, even... it's the history, it's the sentiment, it's everything involved in the house, right? But why I mean, to be Lane... fair, there is a lot of sentiment. I mean, uh, Arsenal have won the season, the, the league twice there. Yeah. So, I mean, there are a lot of good memories of White Hart Lane. Oh, and to, to part ways with uh, White Hart Lane, they have finally finished above Arsenal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, yeah! I mean, they, to be fair, though, they've went unbeaten all season at home. Yeah. They've they finally finished above Arsenal, which is, you know, a trophy. And, and I think they beat all the big clubs at home. Uh, they beat City. They beat everyone at Sorry. home. Yeah, they yeah, beat yeah. everyone at home. Chelsea yeah. even. Yeah. Chelsea, Arsenal, United, but Liverpool. Ju- but just like points from the game, um, from the Spurs side, I thought Ericsson, who has been unbelievable in the second half of the season... He was great again from regular play, but his set piece delivery was was unreal. United couldn't deal with it. Is that a great game. season? Yeah. And it's, it's actually very shocking to see that you know when someone puts in a good cross, you're wondering, well, why can't more people put in good crosses? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But Ericsson's that kind of player. He comes around, he puts in a good ball. Yeah. And people are scoring. Well, Kane hit the bar off a header. Yeah. And he's creating these chances like week in week out. Kane finally scored against United because that was one thing that he's never had scored against really? United. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, let's move on. One more game before the quiz. Yep. Um, West Ham nil, Liverpool four. Um, West Ham are really shit. I mean, yeah, very, especially at home. Uh, I mean, they did so well against Spurs yeah. the week before. Yeah. Arsenal fans were hoping they would do something against Liverpool for that top four competition. Liverpool just, I mean, Coutinho played a marvelous game. He just was, decided to step up. And Liverpool could have had two more in this game. They had two efforts off the crossbar. I think one was Van Halden. Yeah. And then the other, which actually ended up into into being a goal for yes. Coutinho, right? And then one was a header from Matip. So oh, that one I don't know how that didn't go in. But yeah, Coutinho man of the match. What yeah, a through ball for Sturridge! Great finish by Sturridge. Sturridge can finish. It was he a just great shouldn't finish. be involved in the build up. Like just let yeah. him finish and not involved in the build up, you'll be fine. I think Sturridge is a, is a wonderful player. I just I wish we really knew what what the problem was or what's going on with him. But yeah. it, when he plays and when he's fit, I, I think there aren't many better strikers in the league. There genuinely aren't in terms of talent and ability. So Liverpool pretty much um, all they need now is to beat Middlesbrough at home next week. Yeah. Which is like a dead which, certainty. Yeah, Middlesbrough yeah. Are already down and they'll they'll make top four, which is to be fair, what was expected from Klopp this season. It wasn't expected yeah. to win the league or anything like that. Well, it's the just, way they started the season, they were like the most hardworking team that ran the most. They yeah. created all these chances and then they kind of dropped off a little bit. But they've come and finished the last 10 games pretty strong. Well, Klopp said, uh, the first thing the boys said in the dressing room after the game, uh, and I didn't have to tell them, was one more game. Remember what happened last time they did that? <laughs> yeah. So let's just hope for Liverpool's sake that they don't slip up. Um, but lo- last thing about Liverpool I just wanted to mention is um, it's come out today that they are willing to sell Mamadou Sako in the summer, but their price tag is 30 million. 30? Yeah. Now, here's the thing it was a bit like Benteke. It's like if you value him at 30 million, he should play. Yeah. yeah. Like, none of your other, who else are you going to sell for 30 million? Yeah. Lovren? No. That's true. No, it's like, rumors no. of Coutinho to Barcelona? Nah. I don't know, man. For who? What do you mean, for who? Like, Is where's. Oh, for Andre Gomez. Sure. No. Iniesta's getting old. There's, Iniesta, there's perhaps. a few options. Yeah. There's a few options. Anyways, I don't know. Um, let's, uh, I think that's pretty much it for now. We'll do Eventually. the quiz Eventually. and then get back to, to, more, uh, to more Premier League. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of Liverpool, um, this quiz is called Quistanbul. <laughs> well uh, not bad, not bad. Um, Quistanbul is Constantinople. 
Is that a song? Is that a famous song? Yeah. Alright. Um, as usual, the quiz is brought to you by Open Sports, which is an app you can download where you download apps, iOS, Android, all that good stuff. Um, and it allows you to find pickup sports in your city. It's yeah. got a lot of uh, different sports, obviously football on there. Um, quite useful. Darts. Darts. Yeah. Rugby. I'm actually not sure about darts. Definitely rugby. Definitely rugby. I mean, darts, you just need to Google pubs. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Anyway. You guys ready? Yeah. Alright. Here we go. Rache, let's remind people. What's your buzzing? That was easy. And Alex. Nice. Alright, here we go. Jingle bell. Got four questions this week. Question number one. Who scored for Milan in their loss to Liverpool in the 2005 Champions League final? Alex. Hernan Crespo, Shevchenko, and... Okay, so some of that is correct. Anyone wants to try again? Maldini. Yep. Pirlo? Nope. I didn't say the others were wrong. Uh, I know. Crespo is right. Maldini is right. That's it. Crespo twice, Maldini once. There's no Shevchenko? No. Shevchenko missed that amazing chance against Dudek in the end. Alright, question number two. Which of these teams has more league earned titles? Lyon, Marseille, PSG, Monaco. Alex. Monaco. Nope. Uh, PSG. Nope. Okay, the answer is Marseille. Um, Thanks, man. Actually, that is what I was gonna say. The, yeah, sure. The <laughs> most, just just for the listeners, the most is, uh, is Saint Etienne with ten. Wow. Marseille with nine. Lyon and Monaco tied at seven, and PSG at six. That, huh? Those are low numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There are some years in which no one wins. So. Yeah. <laughs> no one wins. Question number three: the French prize. In which city the Schalke play their home games? Who? Schalke. That was easy. Well, it's the Ruhr Derby, so it's Dortmund. No. An uh, idiot? Uh, it's, it's like, you'll know it, Minai. Yeah, say Dusseldorf. No. Go on. Gelsenkirchen. Gelsenkirchen. Ah. <laughs> Alright. Ah. Last Welsh. question. Ready for this? It always reminds me of Welsh incursion. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's good. Very good. Who is the official sponsor of Serie A? Oh. Alex. Sylvia Berlusconi. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's extra think, credit. Think of the old UV shirts. They used to have them on the front. Three letters, all caps. You're killing me. All caps. Three letters. Yeah, like all, all I can think of is Pirelli. That's all, all I can think no, of. No, but is... it's like three letters with the Italian colors in the background. It's a telecommunication oh. company. Not Jeep. Not all right. Well, the... no, 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 no. <laughs> You're not gonna get it. It's three letters. Roche, this is not good radio. Um, the answer is TIM, T-I-M, Telecom Italia. Remember the Italian background flag with T-I-M? I'm sorry, the only Tim I know is Tim Hortons. <laughs> people's champion Mark Hughes won, <laughs> Arsenal 4, discuss. Um, Which people? I think the champion of them. No one. Complete mongrels. <laughs> all of those people. Wow. The ogre. Yes. Um, Alright, if, if no one wants to start, I will. Bellerin... Ramsey, both with assists. Um, neither have done anything for a long, long time. Arsenal winning a game 4-1. I mean, uh, it's, it's very nice. Arsenal yeah. rediscovered their mojo entirely in this game, ever since beating Manchester United, obviously. Um, but Alexis Sanchez with a nice little through ball for Ozil. Oh, what a goal. Oh, that. what a goal. And so our third was relatively quiet this weekend as the games went on. And all of a sudden, Mohamed just <laughs> came on and said, into life. what dot, a dot, goal dot. <laughs> Yeah, and that's it. Because one, Ozil actually finished it as opposed to passing across the goal to Bellerin, or which is hundred or missing. And oh man, Sanchez waited. Just he waited for the perfect moment. 
Ozil's first touch was sumptuous. The finish was fantastic. Yeah. Ozil has 10 goals now in the season. 24 contributions in total. I don't know what more you want from him. Just put better players around him. He's fine. So he's not the problem. I mean, I think we do know what people want. Sure. But, like, but I think he's fine. He's doing just fine. Alexis, again, will he leave? Maybe. Probably. A lot of rumors of Bayern Munich. And I, I find it hard to see Alexis staying without Champions League. He's in the best form of his life. It's the best domestic a season he's ever had. He's 28, 29. Like. Yeah, like... And you know what? I was actually watching uh, some retro players recently on YouTube. I was watching Roberto Baggio. And the more and more I watched Roberto Baggio, the more and more I realized I was watching Alexis Sanchez. I don't know if anyone else feels the same. Sure, maybe. I mean, they're both small. They're both kind of like energetic... Yeah, good finishers. They both have one bit of hair that sticks out annoyingly. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Sanchez, he did get injured in this game. He asked to be subbed, which but we've he never did, seen before. He did score as he was injured. And then Arsene Wenger decided, nah. Well, it was quite interesting because uh, Stoke scored with Crouch's handball. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was interesting. The best hand of God since Diego. Hand well, of thing. Crouch. And because hand in English, it was only controversial as opposed to those... You know, foreigners ruining the game. It was quite incredible, actually. I was watching this, and there were replays upon replays of him handballing it into the goal, and the commentators are still going, is it? Well, I don't know. It was like, it's a bloody handball. It was. That that was the co-commentator. The main commentator went, all the uh, panel of dubious goals already came together, like, instantly, (laughs) and said, yes, it's a handball. And the co-commentator still insisted on pushing his agenda. He did. He really did. How? And this is why I absolutely hate commentators. Right, you do. I, you do. I, I can't stand it. They're just mongrels. And you know what? What's even worse? I'm very happy that Stoke lost in this game because Stoke <laughs> actually was the highest percentage of Brexit voters by a fan across the EPL. Oh. Wow. I didn't know that. All also, the Brexit voters celebrated. But they're not in Europe anyway, so it makes no difference to them. They, the other thing is also, I felt bad for the Stoke fans because they didn't get to boo Ramsey all games since he didn't start. You know, for that he one time, on. he managed to get his leg broken yeah like uh, I don't know what he was thinking yeah and then they booed him like only for 10 minutes at the end which you know I felt bad for them it's not enough time it's really. not I mean that's what they would have been going there for yes so, oh yeah. also very ironically all game before like it started to get you know 4-1 to Arsenal they were they were chanting Arsene Wenger we want you to stay ironically most of them didn't stay till the end of the game yes yeah. <laughs> I mean why would you really I, I, I do feel a bit sorry for Stoke fans like the ones that didn't vote for Brexit yeah. just because they're stuck with Mark Hughes yeah. and, and a lot of them are getting quite restless about it because he's rubbish and not taking them anywhere but the board apparently have come out and backed him and said you know he's the person that we want in this job but so that's exactly many... when people get sacked yeah, well, sure, yeah, but it wasn't like a vote of confidence. It was more like this is our guy he, kind of thing. Also, to, I mean, he, look, as a club, they're fine. They're comfortable in mid-table. They're they're not in any danger of relegation. But they do have some like punchable faces, like Arnautovic, oh, Shakiri, and Shakiri. Like they're all so annoyingly punchable. Yes, no, agreed. Yeah. But but Stoke, uh, sorry, Hughes after the game said, um, amongst other banal things, we need to <laughs> ask more questions. So I have a question. Yeah. Are Stoke the most pointless team in the Premiership, or is that West, West Watford, Brom. West Brom? West Brom for me, because the minute they hit that 40 mark, they just went. It's those Shire teams. Yeah. The teams from the Shires of England. Right. West Brom, right. Stoke, <laughs> Watford. Yeah, from Stokeshire. What else? <laughs> Watfordshire. What else? <laughs> yeah. What other stupid um, teams do you have? We've actually, surprisingly, Bournemouth. <laughs> wow. We've, we've talked about Stoke a lot in a 4-1 win of... Arsenal, which is That's funny. true. Right, you want uh, to talk about okay, Arsenal? let's talk about okay. Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. Main question for Arsenal: Is it, it are they going to make the top four? No, it's no. mathematically possible still. Yeah, but they're not going to make it. Um, 
they woke up way too little too late. They've looked better recently with their you know newly found formation. Arsene Wenger woke up from a nap and decided to play three at the back. Holding, to be fair, has been fantastic. He's looked an unbelievable um, value for money in terms of 2.5 million. He's looked so solid, so composed. That I'm enjoying watching him. I agree. And, and I thought Wenger made a decent point a few weeks ago when Arsenal beat City in the FA Cup. And people were talking about John Stones' performance. And he said, why aren't you speaking about Rob Holding? He's English. You should be excited about him. Sorry he didn't cost 50 million, etc. Well, I thought that was quite a good point. But this week, um, Wenger said something that was on the opposite end of the spectrum, which I can't remember now that I brought it up. So, no. Roche, what, did, what were you going to say? About what? I don't know. <laughs> you opened your mouth to speak. You, you oh. put him on the spot. He wasn't ready. Yes. I was going to say something. Um, Arsenal top four <laughs> for the first time in God knows how long are not going to make it something like that uh, no actually okay. I've remembered it All right. Right. What is it? Arsene said that he first thought about employing the back three in November oh. but he said at the time we didn't have the personnel to do it Right. and I'm, at this point of the quote I'm thinking but we, Arsenal didn't buy anyone in January so what are you on about Just, and yeah. then he said for example Rob Holding didn't have enough experience so now he, here's the thing Rob Holding didn't play between then and when he was moved into this back. So what's he on about? Arsene Wenger has claimed he's a, he, he was going to sign Messi as a fetus. He will claim anything <laughs> he wants. Okay? So let's, let's not take anything that anyone is saying to the media at face value. Because you know it's all just kind of smoke and mirrors, evading questions, saying this and this at this time, saying that at that time. Right. It's all bullshit. But he's going to stay Arsene Wenger for sure. Oh, yeah. 100%. Unfortunately for Arsenal fans. I mean, unless unless Arsenal somehow get thumped like 4-0 in the cup final. Oh, that's totally it, possible. But it that's might totally it possible. might turn the tide again back to the negative. Because it's been positive for way too long, like two weeks now. And yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I've, I've kind of got used to the negative Arsenal. Now it's been positive for two weeks. It's not sitting well with me. How many Wenger out, Wenger in flybys are we going to see at the FA Cup final? We saw another one at Stoke. Out means out. Yeah, out means out. (laughs) I swear, there's like protests going on in like politics in like Idaho and there's like (laughs) Wenger out banners. Yeah. Iceland had one. There's someone on the radio was talking about this and they were like, "Um, yeah, these people that complain about the ticket prices yet they found the money for a plane. I'm like, that... Completely missing the point yeah. entirely. Anyways, and not how that works. Um, let's move on. Arsenal will not make top four, so it'll be interesting. Thursday night football next. I don't know how I'm going to feel about that against Vladimir Goretzk. Yeah, of, yeah, of Minsk or yeah. something. I'm just sad to be missing out on uh, on the possibility of getting Allegri as a manager. Well, you know what? That's like, all. I think like, Arsenal do need a break from the Champions League because they've been hammered <laughs> the last like seven seasons. It's, true. it's basically a 16 year abusive relationship. <laughs> yes, yeah. I just don't want to go. I don't want to go down the Liverpool route, which is like you slip and then you keep slipping for like five years. You know, they're in the top four this year. No, no, that's what I'm saying. But it's been like seven years or whatever since they've been useless useful I, I don't disagree but really are Arsenal fans any happier than Liverpool fans no no so nobody's really difference? happy no that's the thing about football so yeah. no one is happy yeah um, okay moving on City beat Leicester 2-1 they really needed this win to kind of mathematically all but ensure that they will make top 4 um, they got it they, Silva with a brilliant goal obviously uh, but the best goal definitely went to Okazaki this game what a hit yeah. unbelievable technique um, yeah. my Favorite subject? Aguero got dropped the minute Jesus was. Oh, that's it. We're done with Okazaki. Come on! I'm just saying. This is a goal of the season contender. Is it? Yes. This weekend was full of amazing goals all across the board. Every single game had amazing goals. We we didn't put Rashane slow mo there. That was just him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okazaki definitely up there this week. Yeah. Yeah. 
but that's a right. big admission. Now, yeah. now moving on back to, to Aguero, Aguero, please. Yeah. Because I did say this at the beginning of the season. I said Aguero is not the type that Pep wants. He doesn't run around enough. He doesn't get involved in the play enough. Pep doesn't want just a guy who will finish. Jesus gives him that. He runs around. His, his sprints, his stats are much better than Aguero. And you know what? The minute he's back from injury, Aguero's back on the bench. Now, and here's I, a question. I agree. I agree. I like it. I have a question for you. If Morata doesn't go to Chelsea and Costa does leave, could Aguero go to Chelsea? I mean, if... I, I don't think Aguero will have an issue. I just don't know if City would sell to Chelsea. I mean, they'd be stupid too. But... Because Aguero, regardless of his perceived flaws, will still get 25, 30 goals a season. So you sell him to Chelsea, you're just doing yourself in. I mean, Arsene Wenger did it on Percy. Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> that was, that was, and that was only 24 million. True. Um, anyways, so City pretty much... Um, Oh, I mean, what confirmed their place in the top four at this point? Pep, quick, uh, quick summary of his season. I mean, slightly disappointing, but you know what? It is his first season. We did say, to be fair, at the beginning of the season, Pep will not do miracles. Like they have an aging squad. Yes. they're not. City are not as good as people think they are on paper. The, the squad has been poorly put together, to yes. be honest. Um, which is not. I don't think is on Pep's shoulders, but. Um, of the aging squad, Zabaleta has said he'll be leaving at the end of the season. Pretty predictable. But when you're talking about a summary of the season, Pep actually came out and said, if I'd have been at Barcelona or Bayern and had this season, I'd have been sacked. Yes. And the quote is actually amazing. Let me find it. Um, someone fill in while I do that. I was sure. going to say about uh, you know the Man City squad, just the fact that Yaya Toure managed to find his way back into everyone's like warm loving arms he got a new contract apparently offered Um, to him and that's just a sign that you know maybe there's quality lacking in the midfield at Man City sure alright here's the quote here they gave me a second chance and we will try to do it in my situation at a big club I'm sacked I'm out sure he did not say that he did (laughs) definitely can you read that one more time in my situation at a big club, I'm sacked. Oh, that felt I'm out good. for sure, definitely. At the clubs I've worked at before, I am not here for the following season. But here we have a second chance and we'll try to do it better than this season. Oh, that felt good. It does. It felt good to hear that. I mean, as a City fan, I'd be fuming. I only know one City fan. He's a bit of a knob. <laughs> that one dude. That yeah. one dude. And I think you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> one dude. That uh, one dude. Um, I know one who's very nice. Oh, that's okay. not the one I know. But it's good. We're balancing out now. You don't know yeah. what I'm talking about. There you go. Um, they kind of even themselves out. Cancel sure. each other out. <laughs> sure. okay. um, let's move on. A few quick notes on other games because we have spoken about the Premier League for Too eon, long. eons now. Um, Hull finally relegated, uh, put out their misery by losing to Palace 4-0. That means... Sw- I mean, let's talk about Hull really quickly. Uh, Marco Silva did a great job, I yep. think, with whatever he has. Absolutely. Um, Snodgrass got the hell out of there. Very smart of him. Yes. Um... What else? Uh, Swansea uh, fi- finally just kind of... I don't know. They won a couple games with Llorente headers and Kyle Norton scored a goal. Swan- I think Swansea last, did it much to our happiness. His last eight goal, eight games have been head- eight goals have been headers. He has more headers than anyone else in the league. Sorry, quickly two things. Back to Hull for a second. They conceded 13 penalties this season. Hull? Yeah. Wow. What? 13. Wow. Unbelievable. That's a lot. Um, it, on the Swansea game, they beat Sunderland 2-0. Llorente scored, Kyle Norton scored, and of that, Clement said, a lot of those going off car park at the training ground. That goal was a great moment for <laughs> Kyle Norton, I think, hasn't scored in like three years or something. Has he ever scored? Since he followed us on Twitter. Yeah, famously. He, famously. Yeah. It's the best thing he's ever done, to yeah, be yeah. fair. I mean, he doesn't follow his markers that close. We. We. Oh, quickly, uh, yes. Big Sam's got a very, very nice watch. Oh, did you see it shaking? Yeah, I did. Just like his chin. Look. Oh, man, everything was shaking. <laughs> Big, Big Sam 
can get all the abuse in the world, and I'm all for it. But his record, oh. he has never gotten relegated. I mean, he's got Bolton, Sunderland, these guys, Palace. Like, he's got some. He's really, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to wow. be fair, we looked at Palace's uh, schedule yep. b- before, like uh, three weeks ago, and it was Liverpool, Chelsea, Arsenal, and it was like they are definitely going down. There is you no way. Big Sam has done well to get back in. In coaching <laughs> in the Premier League after his scandalous time, yeah, just with in contention, really, yeah. for anything in life. I mean, the, the, the most scandalous part of that whole thing to me was that he was drinking a pint of wine. <laughs> <laughs> That's that brilliant. Clip. It was um, unbelievable. Anything um, else? How do very you quickly, do that? On, with great difficulty, <laughs> if you're a normal human being. Um, Sunderland, um, Moy is always good for a quote about. So, Jermaine Defoe has a thing in his contract saying if they get relegated, he can leave on a free. Moyes is, is a bit perturbed by this, and he said, well, you know, if I, I'd never have allowed that. It's like, well, you wouldn't have signed him in the first place because he didn't yeah. play for your Everton team. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. You know, golden Moyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that pretty much sums it up. Everton beat Watford, whatever. Okay. Who cares? Uh, and Southampton are just, you know, mid-table, happy, nothing yeah. to play for. Quick vote. Who says more daft things? David Moyes or Arsene Wenger? Ooh. Ooh. Moyes. This season, Moyes. <laughs> Moyes... Yeah, it's because you expect more. I feel like I expect more of Arsene Wenger, so it hits me harder. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, let's move on to our Momo of the Week. Yes. Happy <laughs> Momo. One thing we are no sure, Momo no fit sleep forever. One day, Momo go wake up. Momo of the Week is brought to you by Football Heads. That's F-U-T-B-O-L heads with a Z dot com. They're an apparel brand bringing you the freshest snapbacks, beanies, and t-shirts to wear with customized football club-oriented designs. And you are our listener, and so you get 15% off. Just type in UTC at the checkout. Right. Moomoo of the Week um, is... Well, what is it? Moomoo means fool in Nigerian pidgin English. And uh, so we're going to bring you, you know, this week's latest fools off the pitch from the world of football. And we're going to start this week with Mikel Antonio of West Ham United. Me sign this contract now, sign my my prime years away. It's, it's just showing that I believe West Ham can get in the Champions League spots. I believe that we can push on and we can be evolved in the top four. I'll have to ask my accountant about that. <laughs> the key there, the key there was his prime years. He said, "I've signed my prime years away." That's Mohamed laughing. Yes. Um, really funny. The club keeps showing West Ham at like 12 spot, like so many points away from the top four. They lost to that team in the Europa League. Astro. Uh, Astro. Astro. Oh. Astro Glide. But. <laughs> what? More importantly, who sold him that notion of West Ham making the Champions League? David sold in Gullivan. Yeah. Um, no, Gullible. Like, yeah. The, the thing is. I'm really sad about this because he's a good player and like he could play for a number of better teams and now he won't. Yeah, but he's getting the money, so sure. Um, my Mumu this week is <laughs> comes from FIFA, which they never uh, disappoint. So FIFA had this conference and they wanted to test out this voting system. You know, when every delegate has a clicker, has a clicker any click, and they they went, you know what? We're gonna try with an easy tester to make sure everyone's clicker works. And the simple question on the board was, are Germany the current men's world champions? Like the World Cup. And 12 of the 160, whatever, seven delegates said no. 
Who did they say was? That doesn't matter. That's 7%. <laughs> it was just a yes, no? Yes. <laughs> yes, no. 7% of the FIFA delegates across the world did not know that Germany were the world champion. They could have just been messing with the mongrels. You think? I hope so. Yeah. But I feel like that's a lot. 12 people decided to play a prank <laughs> in an official like FIFA. Well, you know how they collude with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Somebody the paid sun. them to say no. Maybe. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious. That's good. Um, right, last one this week. Ezekiel Lavetsi, who the last time he was in, in Mumu of the Week, it was for tweaking the nipple of a child mascot okay. and then laughing about it. Wow. He cannot beat that. He's bettered it. Okay. He wow. has bettered it. Wow. So wow. he and his teammates were asked to make some funny faces for a photo shoot for the club, uh, Hebe CF. And, um, Hebe Fortune Cookie. Okay. Cookie Fortune. Whatever. Okay. Um, or Football Club. Or that. Um, and guess what face he made? I just uh, guess. I don't know, he's a cross-eyed or something? Oh! No! Yeah. Slant, no! Slant-eyed? Yeah. yeah. With his he, hands? Yeah. Used his hands, no. pulled his eyes back. Yeah. Okay, and I'm sorry, Alex. That cannot be true. I don't I don't care how many times... There's a picture of it right here. I don't care. Like, there's, I still don't believe it. Yeah, I'm sorry, listener, you can't see this. But there's a picture of it. I mean, just Google the story. It's quite sensational. Did you know that he's the highest paid footballer in the world at £798,000 a week? Yes. I did because I read it in this article. Yeah. Yeah. And he did that. Yeah. And he scored two goals this season. He said, I had no intention of insulting the Chinese people and did not do it with any bad intentions. Every Chinese person around me is friendly. That's, that's the whole, that's the equivalent of, I have a black friend. Yes. Very much. But, like, I, I'm sorry, like, it, how? He, I mean, he's clearly just a complete moron. Well, obviously, these people didn't go to school. It doesn't, I was going to say, education doesn't play a part in this. Like, knowing no. math and science doesn't mean... Yeah, but you have friends who are, like, with you in class, right? He lives with... I mean, I get it if he was, like, somewhere else and he was racist against the Chinese because he's so far away. But he's, like, there. He's getting paid a million bucks a week. You're clearly a mongrel. Clearly. <laughs> One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. All right, Syria time. Mm. A little bit of continental Europe. Yeah. Um, let's start with, I mean, Juventus were supposed to clinch the title uh, this weekend. And last weekend. And last weekend. And last season. <laughs> and next season. Um, to be fair, we make fun of the whole, like, Serie A is uncompetitive and you are well, definitely going to win. Sure, it does. Rache does. And it has some value, but so far, Roma, you know, Roma beat uh, Juve this game. Um, they crushed them this They game. crushed them. Totti's yeah. last game at the Stadio Olimpico. Stadio Olimpico. Yeah. Um, instantly sold out. 70,000 tickets. Oh, yes. Which is they, nice they, to see because we were there last year and they were not sold out. But it was still imagine, louder than a 60,000 Emirates. Yeah. Imagine yeah. if they'd said every game this season. <laughs> yes. they were, they'd made double the money. Uh, way more, yeah, for sure. I just wish um, they were smarter. <laughs> I know. So, Roma won 3-1 here. Juve actually took the lead. Uh, yeah, really lead. Very, very good goal. Yeah, very good layoff from uh, Higuain. Unselfish. Unselfish, very unselfish. Shared, shared the cookies. Um, wow. <laughs> for once. <laughs> and then Roma came roaring back. Sharawi with a goal. Um, I think Niangalan with a really nice goal. De Rossi. De Rossi, yeah. Yeah. Yes. with a quick equalizer. Um, Sharawi's goal, a bit of fortune. Sure, it came off the defender like... Did a very, perfect very, spin, and it was on the it was on the ground the whole time. It was a carpet, but it's it's spun in. I was yeah. waiting for your carpet finish. It was like a, a snooker trick shot or something. It, yeah. it really was. Yeah. yeah. So now Juve are only four points ahead of Roma with two games in hand. So technically, Serie A is going to go down to the last week. So I mean, this is the crazy thing. Juve are three games without a win, which is you know huge, huge for them, and they only needed a draw in this game. They could have. 
you know, Allegri is clearly a brilliant, brilliant manager, but it's it's just a bit funny to me that they didn't just kind of make it boring, make it, yeah. you know, just get get over the line. That said, they play Crotone next weekend. Now, on the face of it, easy win, right? And it should be, it's a home, like, it shouldn't be a problem. But Crotone are, like, on an absolutely possessed run of form. Oh, yeah? They're, they're still in the relegation zone, only by a point. Uh-huh. But they've taken something like 14 out of 17 oh, points. And we like, spoke about this. These yeah. are the guys yeah. that won, like, every game under the sun, but yes. are still in the relegation yes. zone. Right, right, right. Um, well, the thing is, it would be... I think I'd prefer to win the title in my stadium at home, so you know, saving it for the for the home game. Well, that's fair. Yeah, yeah I know. why not? Also, they've they've not been playing full strength because you know the Champions League finals coming up as so He has been resting a lot of players. Granted. Um, go ahead. Um, just wanted to touch on a couple of Roma items. Um, Daniele De Rossi uh, in an in an interview said, uh, "Being a coach is the best job in football. It'd be great to win as a coach after winning nothing at Roma as a player." Oh. I don't think he meant it like that, right, but right. it's just a funny quote. Um, and uh, so you know how last week we were discussing Spalletti coming under attack for not bringing Totti on? Yes. So he brought him on after two minutes of injury time. <laughs> so if there is ever a, a middle finger yeah. to the, to the yeah. critics. Wow. And um, Totti. And, and yeah, slightly. Yeah. But the thing is with Spalletti is if he wins these last two matches, he sets a, a record point total for Roma. And people are still criticizing. I don't understand it. Yeah. You know, He's he, doing very well because yeah. Napoli... For the longest time, it looked like they might even clinch that second spot. And now Roma are in the Champions League, something they haven't yeah. done in a long time. It's, it's almost like you're winning the uh, electoral vote, but you're losing the popular vote <laughs> right. yeah. with the Roma fans. Yeah, because all they want to see is some 40-year-old. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I get it, he's a legend, but it's... Come know, on, we live the atmosphere, you get it. I, I yeah. do, but like, yeah. what is your priority? Especially right. with Roma, like, they need the money, they need the Champions League money, so yeah. anyway... But speaking of Napoli, uh, they battered Torino 5-0. Oh, they play of, some of the best football. Such beautiful goals in this game. Yes. Yeah. My goodness. Callejon. Dries Mertens is on fire. Yeah, this season. season he's been incredible. I mean, Mertens is one of those guys that I say, if, if Arsenal lose Sanchez, definitely straight in. Just yeah. go for it. But you know what? I want to talk about Napoli a bit because I feel like they're super underrated and don't get a lot of attention. If you just think about their front three, you have Insigne. Yeah. Uh, Callejon. Callejon and Mertens who are on absolute fire I think Mertens has tied uh, Benassi for top goal scorer in Serie A this season Bellotti Bellotti, Bellotti sorry yeah. Zeko now went, where yeah, went ahead though. Yeah. Yeah. also they have Hamsic that's a yeah. very very deep team top down it is I mean Pepe Reina and goal well yeah, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> there's that yeah. <laughs> no but I, I, you're right I mean the, the talent that they have is, is fantastic um, in terms of squad depth it, yeah, like, Europe is always a bit tricky for them because beyond that first eleven, they struggle somewhat. Roma will but, be similar next yes, season. Absolutely, I mean they they will not be able to field weekend sides and still win games. That's no, the issue. That, that is true. Juve are really the only team in Serie A that can do that. Not even the Milan's. Nobody. I, I think um, Chesney was interviewed recently, and he said like the main difference between Juve is that they have almost two teams yeah, that they can yeah. play. Like, yeah. Um, but uh, speaking of, of Napoli, their opposition this week, Torino. I, this this just resulted in one of my favorite things of the season, right? Here's a quote from Torino president <laughs> Urbano Cairo. Yes. Hart made a few mistakes, especially when coming out for the ball. He's an important keeper. We probably didn't expect so many mistakes from an England international, but he did some things good too. Wow. Wow, he's so unhappy with Hart. I, I mean, to be fair, even this game, he had like two mistakes. He was terrible. Yeah. He was oh, so boy. bad. Hart yeah. conceded didn't, five. Didn't Napoli score like four in like three minutes? I, yeah, yeah I it was like instant, literally in instant. the second half. Yeah. 73rd, yeah. 74th, 77th. 
This is the longer Torino's longest run without a clean sheet since 1950. 17 games. Christ. England's number one. This is why English players did not leave. <laughs> this is yeah. why no one's talking about Rob Holding yet. Yeah, just like, give it a sec, mate. Give it a sec. <laughs> Loan him to Torino, then we'll see if he's any good. <laughs> um, Inter lost again on a horrendous run of form. Oh, so just bad. so bad. I mean, they want rumors are they want Pochettino to to clear up the mess. Good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a connection some sort of Inter. What is it? Did he play there or something? No, I, I feel yeah, like I there think is. He, he has. I don't know. Sorry to put you on the spot, but I just, something feels... to do with his agent allegedly. Right, but, right. Okay. Um, the thing is though that like. Inter seem to be trying to get Spalletti, who might leave Roma, by appointing Walter Sabatini, who was like the director of football at Roma until this season, who got replaced by right. Monchi. I don't know. It's weird. Inter are trying to get everyone because apparently they also want Conte. Like it's all over the place. But they're desperate. No, yeah. they're desperate. Oh, extremely. Yeah. But the the funny thing about this game was the fans walked out at halftime, and there were a couple of good banners. One of which said, since you do not deserve our support, today we're just going to go and get something to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as well as like, we're going for lunch at our time. <laughs> yeah. like, see you guys later. And um, the other one said, we're hanging a pitiful veil over the 2016-17 season. Wow. Good stuff. I like that. That's frank and to yeah. the point. And it's, it's better than a plane. You do not deserve yeah. Yeah. our support. I bet, I bet lunch was good too. That hits deep though. Honestly, when your team's not doing well... As a Manchester United fan, <laughs> I have experienced this in the last four seasons, and boy, is it bad. Yeah, the stream just goes off at halftime. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it must affect your confidence as a human being. Imagine being to. like a West Brom or a Stoke fan. Yeah. You must feel pretty shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you go and vote for Brexit, I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Um, you just need to take it out on someone, you know? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit of La Liga. Sure. Um, so, Real Madrid are inching closer to the title. Um, yeah. Good win against Sevilla 4 1. Yeah. But there was a lot of tiring points here. I mean, we discussed this to death on the on the private thread we have about Nacho's free kick. Mm, cheeky um, Nacho. Cheeky Nacho. Uh, didn't have a lot of dip on it. No dip. But at the end of the day, it counted. And that's all that matters. Yeah, it's a bit of a sucker punch, unfortunately. You'd like to see a more... How, how, do you, how would you say? Less of a sucker punch goal. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't want to... like. If you're watching like a fight, you don't want to see someone hit someone before the opening bell is gone. Sure, Which sure. Which is exactly what happened. While touching gloves. But we did talk about about this point, and we did. I mean, uh, I think we made it clear that it is allowed. It's not against the rules of the game because what happens is the ref blows for the whistle, and until the ref blows again and says, "Okay, it's on the whistle. I'm going to put people ten yards away," it's a free ball. The only reason we're upset is because it resulted in a goal. If that was in the middle of the park, someone put the ball down past it, everyone would be fine with it. It's just we're not yeah, used to it. I guess. Yeah, I guess it's within I, I the, mean, the laws of the game. It's one of those things. I mean, you clearly know, but I, I yeah. feel like generally it's one of those things that people don't really know what the rule is supposed R- to remember be. Remember Messi so. versus um, Atletico Madrid, Courtois, same thing. Put it in from the free kick. It happens. Henri Giggs, did it. Henri, Giggs versus Lille. Yeah, Henri did it a few times. Sure, <laughs> it happens. It happens. It's just not natural. <laughs> now you're center right. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit of a sucker punch. It also yeah. feels a bit different when it's Real Madrid because it's like they get everything anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ronaldo though. Mm. Great finish. The oh, left my God. foot finish was unreal. I'm sorry, but how do you get that power without any up any what's it called? Follow through. He's or strong. He's and very strong. And he the is angle. Very strong. But the yeah. angle, like, it wasn't on. The the commentator made a very good point about you know what? Keepers should never be beaten on their on their yes. near side. But for this one, yeah, I can't blame him. It yeah. was a b- perfect vector. It was it I was think? a vector? What's a vector? Like, it's something that has speed. 
like a magnitude and direction. Ah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was a serious mathematics. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it is also a serious. I was thinking about physics when I saw that goal. That's how good it was. Yeah, it, it was. Ronaldo scoring his four hundred and one goal for Real Madrid in only like three hundred and ninety something games. Yeah, it's his numbers from Madrid. I mean, people are starting to call him the greatest goal scorer of all time. And Without well, getting relax. into too much detail, no, I, I can see why you would say this goal yeah. score. Pure goal score, he's probably the best to ever do it. Most people have a 401k, but Ronaldo's got 401 goals. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And their go- the goals are worth way more than whatever's in your 401k. Yeah. That's true. That's for um, sure, dude. One goal. <laughs> I'll take one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take that tapping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ronaldo is an absolute beast. And he, you know, he will... Add the La Liga title to his resume, this, and he might even win well, the Champions League. Another Ballon d'Or. I mean, people are making the joke about Messi ruining a four-one lead, a four-one Ballon d'Or lead, which is you know quite a good way to look at it. Ronaldo would, really came roaring back. That'd be really haunting. But yeah. like, I mean, over the last couple of weeks, ever since the Clasico, it's just been an absolute shootout between both these teams. But Ronaldo gunning down everyone. Ronaldo in the Champions League against Bayern, and then against. There was someone else, yeah. Atleti, and now this. Like he's been really stepping it up yeah. at the end of the as season a, as a number nine. Now all he's doing is just finishing. Do you yeah. think it's lethal? It, do you think it's the you know how he got highlights recently, like in his hair? Yeah, because mm. like often you see people's haircuts do correlate with their form, like Bellerin, right? You know? Terrible right. hair, terrible form. Ronaldo, Happens. nice little highlights. Yeah. More highlights. Except, except oh, when I'm going to get a haircut right now. Alex. <laughs> <laughs> except when Brazilian Ronaldo got that stupid triangle, he still scored goals. That's true. He's a he phenomenal. Was, in fact, that was the World Cup where it, that's all he did all season. He scored like and eight. He, he got the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, he scored eight goals in the World Cup. It was a, it was a hair. Yeah. Well, I guess if you have no form to speak of, then it doesn't make any difference. Sure. Um, Barcelona beat Las Palmas four one and Neymar hat trick. Oh, Joyous goals. Every one of these goals was absolutely. I, I, the Neymar I was, passed the Suarez. The Suarez chip over even, the keeper. Even the first goal, Busquets uh, got <gasps> out of traffic with that little back heel pass to Iniesta, who one time outside of the booted it to Suarez. Yeah, but I can't believe that the the fourth pass before the finish is the best part of this. You know what I mean? It's like Busquets yeah. Iniesta was like the fourth pass before Neymar finally finished it. And I watched the highlights. I I didn't know what to expect. I'm just looking at the highlights. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. And I couldn't believe what I saw. I was like, what? But that happened for every goal. Yes, yes. That yes, was the true. problem. Neymar, I was yeah. choking on my dinner as I was watching the highlights of this game. Because <laughs> nice. that goal happened, I was like, wow. Shit. Never Busquets. watch Barcelona while you're eating. I was like, yeah, Busquets. I, I made a mental note. I was like, whoa, I got to bring up that Busquets comment to the thread. And then the second I was thinking about that, Neymar does this little curling pass. And it goes to Suarez, who one time lobs it over the keeper. That's and I'm the, like, what? That's yeah. the problem with highlights. It gives you no time to rest. No. And then yeah. ne- and then Neymar's beautiful deft touch for his third. Oh. Just to like caress it through the keeper. Like, I could almost hear the screams. If I was watching that with people, they would yeah. be screaming. Yeah, I mean... A- A.K.A. Bernie. Yeah. True. Um, but, he probably to know, I, I know I harp on the whole thing. But to know, uh, credit to Barca. Four goals without a Messi assist or goal. So, you know, a sure. well-rounded performance. I mean, they should beat Las Palmas with... Men, hey, what are you saying about Kevin Prince Boateng? <laughs> I'm saying until they have Balotelli, we can't take them seriously. Also, they played Marlon at centre back. Who? Um, I've never heard of him, Marlon. Um, Marlon Brando. Because yeah, Marlon, Marlon Brad- Brando. Because um, Mascarano was on the bench for some reason. PK was injured. Is he? Yeah. And PK was injured, so the kid did well. I mean, he looked quite good. I, I saw it. PK is in Shakira's latest video. Yes, again. Yes, he is. Um, um, must be I nice mean, to do that in your free time. All he needs, if you know, if he's not performing well in the video, they just need to sh- kind of bring Ronaldo on set, and he's going to start shaking. So <laughs> maybe. You know. I, it's a quick question though: like more nepotism, Trump or Shakira? <laughs> That's a good point. To be fair, I Shakira, don't know how to answer that question. She puts her, her family in all her videos. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's a good point. Wow, anyway. good point, actually. Moving on to something serious. Um, it looks like uh, Ernesto Valverde will be the new Barcelona manager. The, yes, the Bill, current Bilbao manager. Um, what do you think? Um, I think they keep going for the hipster choices, and I don't know if it's going to work for them. What, who, who, what, which mainstream artist would you employ? I mean, the problem is there's a lot of reasons why people can't go there, but like Allegri, he can. Sure. Forget it. Go. I mean, why Messi, not Allegri? Messi player manager. Yeah, that, sure. that would be cutting to the chase, wouldn't it? Yeah. Agreed. Anyways, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it is slightly hipster. I get it. He's a good manager. It just... Yeah, but he got Espanyol to the final of the UEFA Cup in 2006. It's also crazy seven. that he's going from Espanyol to Barcelona. He's not. He's well, built back. When was, no, no, but... When I mean, was he that? Used to oh, be well, yes. That was thinking about how far back 2006-07 was. Yeah, yeah, 10 years ago. Isn't no. that when Middlesbrough went to the final against Sevilla? Uh, Europa League these are hard yeah. questions man yeah. um, Steve McLaren was on top of his game back then that's, that's how, true that's how long ago oh, it was man. peak McLaren peak yeah with that umbrella mm. no one Four held an umbrella nil. like him anyways okay enough Steve McLaren uh, let's talk about TFC a little bit a um, yes, couple other things though first okay. uh, Feyenoord won the Eredivisie <gasps> yes oh Dirk Coit good for them Dirk Coit Coit whatever yeah, you want to say Van Bronckhorst oh. nice little young manager mm. doing well legendary good yeah. stuff um, Bayern 5 Leipzig 4 that was fun yeah, Leipzig were four three up with like half a minute to go. Four two, four two. Yeah, Ooh. and I guess they were four two. It just wow. I, like I know that was good. That, that was, was deep. That was good. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that good. was in a different level. That was quite good. That, that okay. was excellent. It was also shocking because that's outside of my it's regular vocabulary. My range, <laughs> my <laughs> capabilities. <laughs> I stepped up. <laughs> I'm very impressed. I like it. Finally, last thing from a quick European roundup. Uh, Monaco. I nearly said Morocco because my handwriting is terrible. Okay. Monaco They're four. Very close. Yes. Yeah. Monaco four. Lille nil. Um, not surprising, but Monaco are basically a win away from securing. Wait, I thought they, no, no, they won. They, they did. won. They did. Yeah. Did they? Though? Yeah, it's done, mate. They're on eighty nine points. PSG on eighty six, and Monaco have a game in hand. The goal difference or, maybe is horrendous or something. I don't know, but no, their no, goal no, difference yeah. is amazing. Okay, so it's over. I mean, PSG are not going to win seventeen nil. No, no. Cavani though, he got player of the season in uh, in uh, Liga. Uh, 48 goals in 48 games unbelievable his best season ever yeah. um, so he's, he's doing very well he, he kicked he's on. another one Chelsea could get instead of Costa you know what the parallels are Cavani kicked on this season after bl- like blowing a bunch of chances against Arsenal yes. just like Chelsea kicked on after getting thumped by Arsenal I mean we're, I'm glad that we're useful for something yeah. yeah TFC catalyst for change Toronto FC 3 Minnesota United Two. I was at the game. Did it, either of you watch? Yes, uh, I did, and I also watched the highlights like three times because it was a phenomenal game. Well, I'm I'm jealous of your time in the stadium. It, it wasn't a phenomenal game. The stadium was a light. Alex. I thought we were going to talk about the previous game where they came back from one 0 down to into one. We didn't talk about. Oh sure, that. tell me. I'm just saying. I thought that's where we start well, chronologically. So, okay. So, so TFC are on a six-game win streak ever since their four draws and one loss and one win start. They've now gone on a six-game win streak, which is a franchise record. And oh. they're like way on top of the table on the Eastern Conference. Number yeah. one, sitting pretty. Beat the Timbers, one, two. Uh, Seattle. Seattle. And then Columbus. Right. So I think they've had, they've had something like six games in 20 days, which is absolutely mental. A lot of them were road games as well. Yes. Yeah. So they've been traveling cross-continent, yeah, cross-country, but... and, and they've kept finding ways to win. Can you imagine how much gas they need to like lug Altidore around? Oh, I mean, environmentally, he's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. But you have to have him on the field because I he mean, is just something else. Right before he gets on the bus, you got to tweak those suspensions. Oh, just a little bit. Just let, a bit. Let some air out the tires. Yeah. 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 He, he's not even fat. He's just a big he's guy. He's just huge. Yeah. But he's been so good. He's been he's TFC's, just... I'd say, best player. Yeah. Yeah, up there. 
Yeah, he is. Yeah, he and Tossin Ricketts has also come up with uh, some very key goals. He's got three goals in two games, which is... A lot for him. V- it's a, it's and a lot all, for him. And they're all game-winning goals. Yeah, crucial crucial moments. And and it's vital, too, because Javinko's out for three weeks. He got injured during this game against Minnesota. Um, so did Hagland as well, who was actually playing really well. But, sorry, Manu, you're shaking your head at me. Oh, no, nothing. What? Yeah, nothing. I just, you know, OCD stuff. Okay. Um, let's talk about this. <laughs> let's talk about this game then. He's probably spotted a crumb or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, TFC did beat Minnesota United three two. Alex, tell us about like your experience in the stadium. Um, atmosphere was okay. Yeah. Um, it was hard to get too excited. The stadium was wasn't full. It was I think twenty six thousand were there. Um, it was a three p.m. kickoff on a Saturday. No one was really hammered yet. Well, probably one or two people, but not yeah. enough. Um, interestingly. You can only bring drinks in up to 65 minutes. You can't... Right, I, I think so it's on your way you out. chuck stuff onto the field at the uh, end or something. Yeah. I think it's also on your way out, you're not like completely hammered. Yeah, maybe. Like you've got half an hour to like yeah. cool down. Anyway, that yeah. was just a... Quite, uh, that's quite possible, actually. Yeah. I, I think that used to... I think that rule was more useful when UFT... Uh, UFT when TFC <laughs> used to lose every game. Probably. Now you're probably going to be okay because they're actually winning and exciting to watch. The fans are rowdy. If you've seen uh, the baseball playoffs in recent seasons, True. fans chucking their beers onto the field. True. Yeah, but the baseball <laughs> field is huge. You can still chuck it and they can still play on. It's all good. Man, I saw an amazing stat about Vancouver the other day. It was like six out of the 12 riots that Vancouver has ever experienced have been about sports games. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a lot of issues. No. Yeah. What well, are the I mean, other six? Well, I don't know. Probably like property tax, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, like anyways. Like that. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the actual game, it, it was, <laughs> yes, the highlights were good, but the game itself was, was not very. TFC understandably looked quite tired. Um, Is Alex complaining about five games live? Five goals live? Actually, I am a bit. I'll, yeah. t- I'll tell you what. Like, yes, Alex, please. They weren't playing well. They weren't creating anything. The only player who was really threatening was Raheem Edwards, and he was brilliant again. He, he started to become a favorite of mine. He's, he has to be on the team. Yeah. He does exactly what he should do. That's it. Yeah, he sure. just goes up the and basics, down the field, yeah. <laughs> and that's all he does. He just goes up and down the field and crosses the ball. Yes. But, but his dribbling is actually very good, and it was his dribbling that won the penalty. He, yeah. he got cleaned out. I mean, Roche, you saw the challenge. It was hilarious. It was funny because it was the number nine striker who actually brought him down. Maybe he shouldn't have tracked back. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, was, it was the clearest penalty. Javinko stuck it down the middle, which I hate, but you know, sure. it, it worked. Um, and then TFC actually let Minnesota back in the game. So it went 1-0, 1-1, 2-1, 2-2. Um, right. And uh, the game, well... Bradley was horrendous. I have to. I don't. I don't like being negative on a win. And TFC are doing I, very I well. I hate but, when you're negative. But, 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 but Michael <laughs> Bradley was truly terrible. You know, I, I have to agree about Michael Bradley because there's so much more that I expect from him with yes. his experience. It's the expectation Roma. that kills him, right? No, but if you watch him play, he's just when he gets the ball, he immediately starts going back into the second gear right. and then passing it to one of his central defenders. And then he just hits the long ball. You want more from him. You want him to affect the game a bit more. But he had his good games. Last game, he was great. I don't disagree. He has his moments. But it's just within 21 seconds. Yeah. I, I was timing it. Within 21 seconds, he'd given the ball away twice. At the start of the game. So, like, I understand he's probably tired. He doesn't get rotated much when the rest of the team does. But he doesn't just, do much rotation himself. We. I'm not sure he can. So why is he tired, exactly? <laughs> Good point. But um, it was... I, you kind of assume that his like leadership ability and that kind of thing is what's keeping him there because performance-wise, it's not yeah. happening. Some exciting news about Canadian football. Alex, you want to tell us? Canadian Premier League. Yeah. We're getting our own league. This is, this is exciting news. Basically... Is there going to be a relegation? 
Don't know. Okay. Don't think so. Okay. The thing is, they'll be lucky if they get 10, 12 teams together. So yeah. you start relegating them, you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> We've cancelled the Canadian Premier League. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's relegating. The university team's coming up. Yeah. yeah. You're good. Why not? So they announced teams in Winnipeg and Halifax, I mm. think. Mm. And they've got another about 10 teams, 8 to 10 teams that they will announce over the next while. It's supposed to start in 2018. And the, the point of this is that Canadian players who aren't getting a chance in MLS will finally have the platform to develop. I have a question, this is this is a genuine question, I just thought of it right now, is that Canada's huge. Mm. And these clubs are not, you know, super rich. The clubs that are going to start playing in the Canadian Premier League. Can they afford all this travel, long distance travel? Like, it's a lot to like take 22 people across the country, like, you know, a few times a season. It's, it's taxing. I'm sure there's some sort of deal with, like, Air Canada or, like, Possibly. Air Canada point. Jazz. To be fair, that is a good point. Yeah. Air Canada Rouge. Rouge, yeah. <laughs> Air Canada <laughs> like, Jazz sounds like, better, though. Just on the plane. I'm pretty sure it wasn't Jazz. <laughs> you could have sworn there's an Air Canada it's rouge. Jazz. It's Rouge. It means red. Anyways. It's just a genuine point. Like, it is expensive to go across the country. I agreed. Although, you know, the same would have could have been said in the start of MLS in 1996. US sure. is huge too. Or maybe they're going to be like Dennis Bergkamp, not flying and just bussing all over. I mean, oh. they'd be lucky to be half as good as Dennis Bergkamp. And that's the whole team. As soon as you'd finish one game, you'd have to immediately go to the next <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. That would be a hell of a bus. The um, showers, locker rooms. Tell us yeah. about a little uh, possible little exclusive in a few weeks. Ah, yes. So um, we've got in touch with uh, Paul Bean, who has agreed to come onto the podcast. He was the first employee of the Canadian Premier League. He's involved from the start setting up, and uh, he's agreed to come on. So we'll have a chat with him in the next few weeks about Canadian Premier League. I'm very excited. Very exciting. Yeah. Good job on getting us there. Thanks. All right. Um, I think that wraps it up pretty well. I think Roche's done. Yeah, he's lost it. Yeah. Um, so. Yes. Yes. It's, it's been an hour and ten minutes, dude. Yeah, it's a good 60-minute, 70-minute cameo. It's time for a sub. Cameo? <laughs> this is just him warming up. Right. Yeah. Okay. Watch out for his follow-up <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. We'll see you next week. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com. 